Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracksforthejourney.com. Thanks for listening today. I had no idea which way to go. The chaos of New York's Penn Station pummeled me from all sides. To make it worse, members of my family were counting on me to get them through the terminal to our hotel. But multiple levels confusing signage, and rushing crowds submerged my usual directional skills in a sea of confusion. It was an unpleasant few minutes as we wandered through Penn Station. I'm Larry Payne, your host of Tracks for the Journey. Each episode, I explore topics to build your well-being with progressive Christian theology, psychology, science, and history. I want to thank you for joining me today. And I hope that this episode can expand your well-being. I find it a metaphor about life that confusion can spin our world and faith like a twirling top. The maps of our meaning become hopelessly outdated or a sudden event may throw us head over heels. Who really likes confusion and mystery and uncertainty? Well, very few of us. Could there be anything positive about it? Maybe. Maybe confusion is a doorway to something we need. And in this episode, I want to explore the idea of confusion and how working through that can actually strengthen our meaning in life. The Bible has a strange story about King David from the early years of his reign around 950 BCE. To consolidate the worship of God in Jerusalem and his own political power, he makes plans to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the city. Now, the Ark of the Covenant contained relics and manifested the presence of God for the people. As the Ark was being moved in a celebratory parade, a man transgressed that ritual, touched the Ark, and died suddenly. In David's mind, the ark that held God's blessing became an instrument of death. And he becomes angry at God and confused about this sacred relic. He stops the plan, sends the ark to the house of a man named Obed-Edom to keep his city and his family safe. Now, I'm not sure whether Obed-Edom was a friend or an enemy, if you understand what I mean. It's sort of like, this is dangerous, you take it sort of moment. But that point is that David, in the midst of doing something he thought was good, is now totally confused. I wonder when you've been confused or uncertain about something. Honestly, if you're like me, it comes pretty frequently. It can be something small when I need to look up an address and ask my digital map how to get there. Or it can be when a child or grandchild comes in to help with math and ask for that help, and immediately we have to look up on YouTube to find out what he's talking about. And parents 
after they help with the math problem, may lay awake pondering the mystery of trying to understand their partner, finding a better job, or discerning the God questions in their lives. Mystery, confusion, and uncertainty knock at our door many times each day. Now, it's important to distinguish this existential and short-lived confusion from a deeper loss of cognitive awareness, memory, or function. In psychological terms, a person may lose those capacities if they're drunk, having a diabetic emergency, adverse drug reaction, experiencing trauma, or even a stroke. In those cases, they cannot, cannot identify who they are, where they are, or what has happened. That level of confusion needs medical intervention, and that's not what I'm talking about here. My focus is on the times when our conscious mind encounters something that we can't readily solve, creating anxiety or disorientation. The path of our life takes a sudden twist, and we feel lost. We're fully oriented to person, place, and time and event, but can't solve the puzzle that has presented itself about tomorrow. In her book, Wake Up Grateful, Christy Nelson dives into this reality with a refreshing perspective. She writes, In the crucible of uncertain moments, we're called to deepen our trust that the nature of life means perpetual uncertainty and that this makes everything vibrate with possibility. The unknown future is the most inspiring invitation we can possibly hope for. Wow. Christy urges us to create a welcoming space for uncertainty. And these realities of mystery and uncertainty, they're all around us. They're inescapable. And rather than fear this, she urges us to embrace it as one of the most important parts of our well-being. In the words of a friend, Joanna Macy, at the knife edge of uncertainty, we come alive to our truest power. Now, that's quite a challenge. So I want to explore what it means. Let me tell you another personal story. I faced a door of mystery about 20 years ago. I had the opportunity to become the leader of a hospital chaplaincy department, which provided support to thousands of patients each year. But it meant leaving behind my 30-year career as a church pastor. What the future held was an open question at that moment. It dealt with my gifts and my skills, my family life and my education, and so much more. I felt anxious and uncertainty. Excited, but a bit terrified at the same time. I could control my decision, but I couldn't control the outcomes of whatever choice I would make. It was a challenge to welcome this moment of decision as an inspiring invitation to learn more about myself and my role in the world. I wish I had known what I know now as we talk about uncertainty, for I could have embraced more of that uncertainty instead of being so anxious about it. I'm like you. Most of the time, I crave the normal, the routine, and the comfortable. And I'm sure you're the same. We just don't like uncertainty. We make every effort to maintain control and plan for tomorrow. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. 
our brain is a problem solving machine. So is it confronts mystery or uncertainty it's going to start churning out answers maybe faster than we can even imagine and it's okay to have a planner for next month's appointments or to save for the future or to build a team that might create a better device or solve a problem yet even as we do so we should accept the truth that there are no guarantees for tomorrow To handle this place in our uncertain universe, Christy Nelson urges us to awaken to the possibilities that are inherent in the uncertainty. We can do this by changing our perspective to see the creative responses ahead of us. This is called reframing, and it seeks to bring a fresh perspective or a different narrative to the uncertainty. For example, is being laid off from your job a disaster, or is it an opportunity to find something better? The uncertainty exists in whichever situation we have, yet we have the power to awaken our mind to new possibilities that could help us. And this can lift us beyond the fears that we have. We can construct the responses that widen our lives. We can claim that We are partners with our community or with God, and that we have the promise and freedom to discover where each doorway might lead. As Nelson says, we have mystery to thank for some of the greatest joys and blessings for our lives. So, how can we do this process of reframing when uncertainty looms before us? I think it's important first to own the emotions that we have, even if there's negative. There's no sin in being afraid when we're confused and lost. Don't condemn those kind of feelings. They are what they are. Then we can begin to seek direction. We can talk with trusted partners. We can make pro and con lists, which is a favorite of mine. We can pray. I do that too. We can research. Yes. Or we can even fast to develop our ideas and options. We admit the mystery of the future remains, but we're gaining a new perspective in our mind with each one of these steps. Now, to return to ancient Israel, David spent three months pondering the mystery of what had happened with God, the ark, that death, and the possible blessings. He noticed the household of the man who was keeping it seemed to be prospering. So David began to awaken to a new understanding and reframed his perspective. His uncertainty faded. And he brought the ark joyfully into the city, dancing in front of it and opening the future for more than 500 years of worship in that place for the Hebrew people. Now, I will note that this perspective was in line with the the theology of the Hebrew people then, which I believe Jesus corrects centuries later to highlight that God's presence is universal, not bound to a single temple or relic. Now, for us, a further step in our walk with the future is to surrender and trust the greater powers that lie beyond the door of mystery. In the book, 
Christy Nelson encourages us, we can turn our controlling impulses over to the larger designs of the universe, choosing to let go of our white-knuckled grip on the steering wheel. Yes, seeking control of our lives can eliminate the uncertainty, but it is to live with an eternal vigilance that is exhausting, guarding, hoarding, and limiting for our lives. Is that really a way to live? Well, not really. That effort also, at the same time, shuts the door to many pleasures, discoveries, opportunities, and exciting serendipities that are just beyond the corner of our vision. I think it's important to come to a place where we let go of our attempts to fully control what's happening. Some theologies teach that the mystery that I'm talking about today is a mystery only from the human perspective. God already knows, they teach, and is controlling what will happen in the next minute, the next month, and the next millennium. I disagree with that. Progressive Christian theologies don't teach that view of God and his controlling the universe. Now, without question, God has designed the law-like regularities of the universe. That physical reality allows us to send a spacecraft across many months and a billion miles to intercept a speeding asteroid. But as we come to the human scale, I don't think that is what Jesus taught about our lives. He respected the capacity of each person to choose their course of action. For instance, Zacchaeus, the little man in the tree, was invited to come down, but he was not compelled. And certainly we see God working to bring purposes of love and justice in every moment and with every entity. Yet, like Eve in the garden of the metaphorical story, we can decide on a different course. I like the way theologian Bruce Epperly describes all of this. He says, God's power is persuasive and invitational, a call forward as a source of possibilities and ideals appropriate for every occasion of experience. The future is open for God as well as us. God needs us to be partners in the dream of world transformation. The future is open. The mysteries are there for us to find and experience. The openness of tomorrow is our privilege and our responsibility. You and I can choose how we will handle the possibilities before us. Let me tell you, Penn Station in New York City was a crazy place for this rural Texan. We hauled our luggage from one level to the other, looking for the exit to the street where our hotel could be found. Information desk didn't seem to exist. My phone wouldn't get enough signal, and certainly none of those New Yorkers wanted to stop and give me directions. Finally, I parked the family away from the milling crowd and went exploring just on my own. I paid more careful attention to the signage and the instructions that I had printed. And aha, there it was. A huge escalator led us up from the depths of that terminal to the bright sunlight and the street we needed. New York was ours to explore in the days of adventure that lay ahead. The mystery had been solved. Now, I want to leave you then with a comment offered in a recent retreat 
that was led by Christy Nelson, the author of Wake Up Grateful. She shared with our group an intriguing question. What are the opportunities and possibilities beckoning us and asking us for our courage and commitment? I think her question is pretty important for all of us. We can't eliminate the uncertainties and the mysteries, but we can think of them as doors to a larger life and to well-being. And may you find that door soon through the mysteries that you face. Thank you for sharing this episode of Tracks for the Journey. I hope you'll take a moment on your podcast provider to rate and review what I'm doing, and that will help me spread the message. And I invite you to find more information and resources at tracksforthejourney.com. That's the website where I list many different things. Or you can find the Facebook page with the same title to share your ideas and feedback. Remember that transcripts of all the episodes can be found at tracksforthejourney.buzzsprout.com. That's tracksforthejourney.buzzsprout.com. And certainly, I want to expand this work, so your financial support at buymeacoffee.com slash Larry Payne is deeply appreciated. Small gifts mean a lot, and so if you'll take a moment, buymeacoffee.com slash Larry Payne, it is appreciated. Tracks for the Journey is produced at the Bright Star Studio, all rights reserved. Hosting is by buzzsprout.com. Music is from pixabay.com. Keep exploring on your journey to well-being.